I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham everybody everywhere around this world praise god whether you're watching us on television or or online or listening to us via shortwave or your favorite podcast however it is that you are hearing or watching us right now we welcome you thank you so much my name is david weeder this is our guest this week david wright and you are watching or listening to the covenant living broadcast praise god everything that the Christian has to do with in life is contained within our covenant with God. Oh, glory to God. Hey, it's blood sworn oath. He's responsible for that. He's responsible for those words yes. that he spoke. Yes. And we're responsible for the words that we speak. And that's why for several weeks now, and, and again this week, again next week, we are going to be looking and examining godly communication. And it's not just words, but words are a huge part of it. Because there's ungodly communication. You've got godly communication that creates peace, love, joy, hope, yes. faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing right. by the words of God. That's right. Then you've got ungodly communication that brings destruction, hurt, pain, condemnation, all of the things of the devil that steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. And the communication of God brings life, and life more abundantly, praise God. Till it overflows. Glory to God. <laughs> so, as you can tell, whoo, hey, we've been really getting into this. And speaking of getting into this, let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get into this. Father, we thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for teaching us these things so that we can more effectively communicate. For as we've seen, communication is relationship. It is connection. Your communication with us, your relationship with us, our communication with one another, with our spouses, with our children, be all things to all men, you told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And in that, we communicate Ephesians chapter 4 that ministers grace to the particular people to which we're communicating. We thank you. Thank you so much for tying all of this together for us and showing us these things. Holy Spirit, once again, minister to every person in the sound of our voice not only clarity of our speech, but clarity of their hearing. And yes. even beyond that, yes. things we don't even say, but you are able to minister into their hearts because of the anointing of the teaching and preaching of the word. We're so grateful for that. It is marvelous. It is the work of the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. Thank you again for every life impacted and changed through these broadcasts. We give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Well, once again, I'm going to start off with our foundation scripture in Proverbs chapter 15. 
in verse 28 in the Amplified Classic says, the mind of the uncompromisingly righteous studies how to answer or how to communicate, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. And so this is something that you do on purpose. Yes. It's intentional, like we, we talked about in one, one broadcast. Not only that, as we, as we looked at last week, I believe it was, it's powerful. Communication is powerful. When Paul communicated, laid it out clearly, laid it out concisely for the space of two years, and then God wrought special miracles. Yes. And, and the power comes. And we were talking, you know, we had about, we had a considerable amount of time between taping of broadcast and man, we were getting into some good stuff. Should have been recorded, <laughs> but you missed out on it. So, but anyway, one of the things that we talked about where the power was concerned just two verses down here in verse 30 of Proverbs 15, Amplified Classic, says the light in the eyes of him whose heart is joyful rejoices the hearts of others. Now listen to this. The good news, the yes. words, the gospel, mm. the communication nourishes the bones. Yeah. Oh, man. It has an effect on the physical body. Hey, why do you think Jesus said, I say unto you, and physical bodies got up from the dead? Words. Words. The power in God-ordained words. Yeah. Now, when I say that, most people think God-ordained words. You're talking about Scripture. Well, yeah, okay, but beyond Scripture. Your everyday, day in, day out, all day long communication with people should be God-ordained words. That's right. The steps of a righteous man are ordered. Every step, every word should be ordered by the Holy Ghost, Communi understood through our mind of Christ, and implemented and applied to whatever group of people we're addressing at the time so that right. we can be all men to all people, yes. ministering grace yeah. in those that hear it. And so when we speak and communicate as we see throughout Scripture, what we've been reading from what Paul said, you know, and even what I read last time, what Jesus said to the disciples there in Mark 11. Uh, when we begin to walk in that ourselves and we, we begin to impact, research shows that if I'm around you for one year, my communication with you is going to change you. Hmm. Now, the... Reverse is true, too. Your communication with me is going to change me. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I was actually, I was going to talk to you about this after. Um, and, and when we still will, I'm sure we'll delve into it deeper. But, you know, when there's, there's a couple places in the scripture where Paul's instructing Timothy or somewhere else, where it says, it, it talks about, you know, these people that are doing these things, turn away from them. Right. Stay away from them. Now, there's a, there's, there's a concept that that means we're shunning them. We don't like them. We're, we're, they're, they're bad people. We don't want anything to do with them. Now, listen, it's more about boundaries yes. and separating yourself yes. from the influence exactly. because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Wow. And it goes back to what you just said. If you're, a, if I'm around you for a year, your communication to me is going to affect me and my right. perceptions and my philosophies, my yeah. my rationale. Yeah. 
And if you are one of, or if you're doing all these things that Paul listed out, then the result in me is going to be negative from where I was. Now, during that time, I may be able to have a little bit of a positive influence on you, but you just have to be led by the Spirit. Right. And there's a point, and, and, and Paul lays by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Well, I should say, the more, more practical, the more um, accurate way to say that is, the Holy Ghost said through Paul. Right. These are the guidelines. Yeah. Now, if people are doing something else that may not be right, but, you know, whatever, yeah. then, hey, use your influence. Help bring them up. But if, if these people are doing these things, then you need to set a boundary there. Now, that doesn't mean you quit praying for them. No. That doesn't mean you, be, you quit being kind. It doesn't mean that you, you know, be rude or ugly. It, as, as a matter of fact, it actually should mean the opposite. You pray for them more. But you don't be around them all the time. Hmm. Because you need, to, you need that boundary to keep your relationship with who you are with God and so that your communication stays strong for all these other people that you're communicating with. Yeah. And so I did not intend to get into that at I, all. I know. It's like <laughs> we could have saved this for later, but we're here, so let's go there. So two things. Um, one of the things in walking this out is... What am I listening to? Yeah. What am I watching? Yes. Who am I around? Yeah. And what am I reading? Yeah. And one of the things that we teach uh, is, is it good? Is it clean? Is it pure? Is it powerful? Is it positive? So those five qualifications help me. If I'm around somebody and their conversation or our conversation is not good, clean, pure, powerful, positive. I'm going, Scripture's telling me, Paul told Timothy, I, I need to back away from this. Yeah. Because it's beginning to pull me down. Right, absolutely. And here's the thing. I can study the Word, study the Word, study the Word, study the Word, and get away from it for a month. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens? My mindset begins mm. to go to the other way yeah. because our mindset's not set in cement. That's why... It has to be renewed. It's got to be renewed. That's why what Paul said, what we see in Scripture about taking the time to meditate on the Word all mm. the time. And I even think about how am I communicating with the people around me? Mm -hmm. And because I want to make sure... I'm encouraging them and edifying them and lifting them up, but I also know when I do that for them, it lifts me up. Well, and how you're communicating with people around you, there's five ways to communicate. Right. And so let's let's look at some of those, the, all of sure. them if we can. So uh, there, there are five ways we communicate. Uh, number one is signs. Signs? Signs. Okay. So you see a like sign. signs and wonder? Yeah, it could be. Okay. Seriously. All right. From a spiritual perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's that. I, real quick story. We were at a Holy Ghost and Fire meeting that, out at EMIC, mm -hmm. and uh, Pastor Greg out there, not Greg, um, Gene, Pastor Gene was leading that. And uh, um, my wife leans over to me and said, are they doing weird things with the light? And I went, 
No. She goes, don't you see all those dancing lights on the back of the wall back there? And I went, no. <laughs> she goes, well, there's these colors. And I went, I don't see that. I don't know what you're talking about. And so we went back. They were worshiping. We went back to worshiping. A moment she leans over and goes, oh, I just looked that up. That's angelic activity. There's a healing anointing in this place. Pastor Gene steps to the podium and says, the Lord just spoke to me. There's angelic activity in here. There's a healing anointing. Praise God. That was a sign yes, yes. to her that God was moving and working. She discerned yeah. uh, you know, that, but that was a sign to her. And God was saying, see, I'm working in here. Mm -hmm. And so signs can be like that. Or they could be the stop sign down here that says, hey, there's probably cars approaching. Be careful. Right. Stop before you go through yeah. here. That That's one way. Okay. Uh, symbols. And so symbols are things like the cross is a symbol for Christians. Okay. And we all know what it means. It, it, and it has meaning. Okay? okay. The American flag is a symbol mm -hmm. to us who are Americans. And citizens here and it has deep meaning mm -hmm. you know yeah. i think about it personally uh all the way in my family all the way back to my grandfather and beyond i had family members who served in the military mm -hmm. and all the wars mm -hmm. you know and yeah, all my, the, my son actually researched we had actually one of our relatives that served with general washington yeah and so that has Meaning, I see the flag and all those things, and when we're celebrating Fourth of July or Memorial Day, there's special meaning there for Absolutely, me. So that's yeah. symbolic. Okay. Uh, then our senses, our taste, our touch, our smell—we're commu we communicate through that. I, I know a lot of people who goes, I just want to come in and it, it smell like it's really homey in here. Yeah. And so whatever that fragrance is, right. that whether it's the pie cooking on right. the stove yeah. or, cookies or, or cookies or whatever it is, yeah. that communicates something mm -hmm. through our senses. Uh, the fourth way we communicate is sounds. Mm -hmm. These aren't verbal. They're just sounds. And... You know, I like to have fun with my kids, and so we'll be when we're all together. I'll go. What's mom's sound? And they all know mom's sound, and they can, they can make it that sound for me. Okay. And it's dead on every time. You know, and so we know when we hear that. You know, get out of the way, but. But we do. We all have sounds. Another way we communicate with sounds, you hear a siren? Yeah. You know, yeah. What's, you know it's a yeah. police car, an ambulance, or whatever's coming. And we know how to respond to that. So that's another way we communicate. Now, all four of those are nonverbal. Mm -hmm. So out of the five ways we communicate, 80% are nonverbal. So, so things like body language, that sense, that's visual? It's that's a that that's a sign. Okay, all right. My body language is a sign. Okay, you know, if I get down like this and I'm just slumped here and looking at you, what's that telling you? Okay, all right. You know. Yeah. Okay. If, so if I'm up like this and I'm smiling and looking at you, mm -hmm. what's that telling you? So this is this is ba this is the basis really for um, you know I had an opportunity in 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 my past to be 
somewhat familiar with like security protocols right. and things like that. And so, um, you know, this goes into, and, and I know the, the, the nation of Israel has phenomenal by necessity. And one of the things that they do is profile. Yep. They look at body language. Yes. They look at, you know, eyes. Yes. You know, uh, ability and intent. You know, is there something in their hands and what do their eyes look like? And so this is, this is, there's whole, there's whole sciences based on what you're talking about now. The different, but it's helpful. And I think we'll probably go into this more um, next week, but it's helpful to me anyway. And so I'm assuming to you um, to take those like symbols. Yeah. What's that look like in real life? Like, like body language. I thought, I thought we were talking about more. Like the visual, the the you know touch, sight, but it's more uh, symbol. It can be a sign, or it could be a sign, symbol. more of a sign. So the body yeah. is more of a sign. But okay. the other way is, like, if I walk up to you and I go, I don't say a word, I just do this. Yeah, you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because of our relationship. Yes. You know, now if I didn't know you and I walk. You walked up and did that to me, or I did that to you. That'd be a little awkward. Yeah, be like, for, excuse me, <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, we've all been in some of those situations, you know. But yeah, so the, the, it could be a sign, a symbol, or, or a sense that we're communicating through. And this, you know, that's a, I hadn't thought about this. A lot of people mix the signals. They do because, particularly in churches, you know. Forgive me, but sometimes churches, church people are weird. They're just weird. <laughs> you get somebody, it's their first time at church. You don't know anything about them. And there's three people come up and hug them. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> now, the people who are doing the hugging, their intention yeah. is to convey welcoming and love and acceptance and things like that. But you don't know where that person comes from. Right. I mean, you know, if they, especially if they came from an abusive background or they had some type of a traumatic physical event or something like that, that can be their worst experience of the right. whole day. Yeah. And so the other thing we have to think about is uh, with all of these is while they mean one thing here to us in our culture, they can mean something totally different. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Back in the early 80s, uh, when I was working for Brother Copeland, we went to the Manila, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Manila Philippines to do a, a week-long. Uh, actually, I said a week-long. We were there a week, but it was a three-day um, campaign. But uh, So I was working with our coordinator there in Manila, and thank God he told me this because we were, we were already planning on having prayer lines. Mm-hmm. And Brother Copeland and the other ministers that were there with us were going to lay hands on people and they come down for prayer. Well, I, I was in charge of the team that was going to help do that and get those people organized through the line. He told me, he said, now, um, so here in America... Right. When we're doing that, right. how do we move a line along? Yeah. Everybody, yeah, this way, this way, come, yeah, come, come on, this yeah. way. Yeah. He said, do not do that. And I went, okay, what do we do? He goes, do this. 
this. Yeah. Okay. Turn your hands down and do this. He said, if you do this in the Philippines, you're calling a dog and you will offend, oh. offend everybody in that line. Oh. And I went, thank you so hey. much. Hey. And I went <laughs> oh, and got our team and I said, guys, do not put your hands up. <laughs> and, wow. But so, you know, for us, that means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but but for, let's. Go ahead. Let's shrink that down. Yeah. Even if we're not talking about different cultures, we're always talking about different backgrounds. Oh, totally. Because this husband comes from that background and was raised in that way. This wife comes from that background and was raised from this way. You know, uh, when when we got married, Lynn was used to hear, I mean, their family was so touchy you know, you can't sit down next to any of them without them reaching over and patting you on right. the leg or something, or, you know, just rubbing you on something or like that, yeah. you know, and they heard, I love you, no telling how many times a day, okay? Yeah. Well, that wasn't exactly my upbringing. And so, now, hey, y'all don't write me ugly letters. I'm just telling you the truth, okay? I'm just being real here. So my attitude really was, plus I got married at 18, but my attitude really was, I told you I loved you. <laughs> I married you. I wouldn't have married you if I didn't love you. I took an oath and a covenant during that marriage, so it's never going to change. If it does change, I'll let you know. So what is the use in saying it all the time? It's in, it's, it's, it's in the blood of Jesus that I love you. Settled, done, forever. That did not work. No. That that did not work. That that's, did not. That's why Proverbs fifteen thirty is there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's a, this is a good example of what we were talking about over in Colossians. Yeah. Colossians three eighteen and nineteen. Yes. Nineteen says, "Husbands, love your yes. wives. Your wives. Yes. Your wives. Yeah. Be not bitter against them. And if you right. look up the root word to that word bitter, it means piercing. Yeah." or cutting. Right. See, for me, sometimes it's not what you say, no, but what you don't say. Yes. That is piercing to the person that you're communicating to. Exactly. And for her, she was accustomed to that. That was her way of life. Yeah. For me not to say I love you however many times a day was very piercing to her. Yeah. And so I have to, I had to change that. Now, here's the funny part about it. I'm telling on myself, just, you know, get, good example. get real. When I first did it, it wasn't with the right attitude. When I first did it, I did it as a, okay, well, you know, this is one of those, I always knew that there'd be strange quirks that, you know, whoever I married had, and this is one of her strange quirks, so I'll just deal with it and do it. But you know, over the years, me telling her I love her may mean more to me now than it means to her. I don't know. Well, and, and I, real quick, I want to get this in. Yeah, please. Is the fifth way we communicate is speaking. Oh, yeah. Now, while that's the 20% of the way we communicate, it has more power and effect in our lives. So we need all of them. We want to demonstrate it through the signs, symbols, senses, and sounds. But 
we want to use those to demonstrate what we're saying mm-hmm. to help yeah. reinforce it. Reinforce it, yes. Right. Yeah. And so because her hearing you say, I love you, feeds her in a way that you can't imagine. Yeah. But it, yeah. And like you said, it's become to mean something to you. So our words do have power. Mm-hmm. The way we communicate means something, makes a difference. It matters. It really does. It really does. And, and like I said, it doesn't only change. He said this in an earlier broadcast weeks ago. It doesn't just change the person you're communicating with. In a very real sense, in this situation, it changed me. Yes. You know, it'll change the person to whom you're communicating, but you're hearing your own words as That's well. That's right. And it will change you. That's one of the reasons positive confession in the Word of Faith camp yeah. is it's, it's not a word of faith principle. It's a biblical principle. Yeah. By your words are you justified. Yeah. By your words are you condemned. And we are just slapped smooth out, out of time of again. <laughs> <laughs> How does this happen? Don't go anywhere. Lynn and I want to say something to you here just real quick. Hey, it's an exciting day today because we're giving you an opportunity to actually do the word found in Galatians 6 and verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate or partner with unto him that teaches in all good things. That word communicate doesn't only mean partner, but it means to to sow and interact with, get in this thing together. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know, this is what the women did in Luke chapter 8, the first three verses. It said that Jesus went about all the villages preaching and teaching the word of the living God. And the women who were partnered with him, they sowed into his ministry of their substance. And glory to God, you know, it it goes on here in Galatians 6 to talk about sowing into the things that are spiritual. That's what you do when you sow into the teaching of the word. And you have that opportunity today. Father, we thank you. I'm asking you to reveal to the people exactly what their part is in today's offering. I thank you and praise you. We receive it and we sow it deep into the ground of David Weeder Ministries. And we thank you now for their hundredfold return now in this time. Glory to God. Hey, remember, a very, very important part of sowing is the words. Yes. It's not just bucket plunking. (laughs) It's not just, you know, doing the text to give app. Hey, take the time. Go before the high priest and sow. The sowing is done with the words. Hey, man, it's, uh, hey, it's all laid out there. And I don't have time to teach it in this quick close. <laughs> but sowing, don't forget the words. Don't forget the words. There's power in the word of God over your sowing. Hey, I want to I tell you about a meeting coming up here in a couple weeks right here in my home state of Texas. <laughs> I'm going out to West Texas. I'll be out there October 22nd at Victory Christian Center. Now, that's Pastor Jerry Roach, and it's in San Angelo, Texas. And I am so looking forward to going out there. It's going to be a great time. I can tell you, uh, communication will be happening (laughs) and faith will come. And it's just going to be a rich time in the word. Thank you again, David. This is, 
it's really meant so much to me that mm -hmm. you would come and, and be on the broadcast with us and teach us these things. You don't hear these things every day in a church yeah. service, but they need to be taught because this yes. is real life stuff. And we're going to get into it more next week. But hey, until then, remember that God loves you. He is always, always for you, never against you. We love you, and Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.